When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks to Mama May for supporting Mama on a Mission, the solution for busy, time-poor working mums who want nutritional, organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy mum running a business and juggling all the plates, I know that you feel me on this, I am too tired to cook. So no more stressing or worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mama's dream, I promise. Get your 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the exclusive code only on this podcast, Mama Mission 25. I will leave the link in the show notes. You're listening to Mama on a Mission. And welcome to the Mama on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Jonesy, certified positive psychology coach, business mentor, and mum. I thought I ruined my life when I had a baby. After a traumatic 90 hour labour and struggling through a very messy start to motherhood with postnatal depression, I lost my mind, identity, confidence, and I hated my postpartum body. Now I adore being a mum and I'm more motivated than ever. I've built a successful business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to be with my family and I set up this podcast to help mums not feel alone in their struggles. I am a mama on a mission to imperfectly empower mums postpartum and beyond. My goal is to help one million mums improve their mental health, shift their mindset, get body confident and reach their goals without the mum guilt. Together on this show, we are going to redefine what it means to be a working mum in the modern world, whether you're looking to build a side hustle, make money online, or pivot in careers. This is your non-judgmental mum club that helps you grow in every area of your life because taking care of you is taking care of your kids too. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Mama on a Mission. I am joined today by a money-saving expert queen, Gemma Bird, also known as Money Mum online. She is an incredible mother of two, an influencer, and now she's an author and a Sunday Times bestseller, having launched her book, Save Yourself Happy. She is a woman who's worked multiple jobs at once and never earned more than 25k a year, but she managed to pay off her 225k mortgage. And to achieve it, she actually come up with all of these careful and creative ideas to save every penny. And that's how she's actually carved her niche out online. And I am so excited to talk to her today. So, hello, Gemma. Hi, I think I might take you everywhere for that nice introduction, Charlotte. <laughs> I can be your PR. <laughs> yeah, introducing me when I walk into a room. <laughs> so, congratulations on your book first, because... Thank you very much. It has done so, so well. So, tell us about the book and what your mission is with it. Yes, yeah, so my book is called Save Yourself Happy, and it's just that. It's all about inspiring men and women, no matter what your background is, how much money you've got. It's 
it's about taking control of your money and it's all about money and the mindset of it and how to sort of control it and how it's all the little things add up to the big things and it's also um, talks about the anxiety around money how we don't talk about money um, how to have more open conversations little tips and tricks you can do um, on a daily basis that you know aren't something that we've never heard of but maybe we've not thought of in a while and it's all compacted into one book really it's not like a, a book of like genius skill sets or anything like that it's meant to be an easy read for people to get their mindset back and to feel in control of their finances I think is really really important yeah and I love the anxiety around money or the taboo around money and especially as women I know it's for men and women but we're speaking to women on this podcast and we struggle to talk about money or we struggle to actually realize our worth or like what mindset do you have around money like how do you bring it up as like a topic in conversations confidently um I've always been really confident to talk about money and ask questions and I've always I suppose I've always found it odd that we don't have those discussions about money and we don't say when we haven't got much money we don't talk about when we're in debt but we openly talk about online when we've bought something expensive and I've always found that really strange that you know that you'll see online someone say, oh my God, look, I just paid a thousand pound for a handbag sort of thing, holding it up. But you would never see somebody coming online or in everyday life, just walking over to you saying, oh, I can't do that. I'm in debt. Like that's always seemed, oh my goodness. So that's really sort of what I'm about and my page is about, is about opening those conversations. And the amount of women I do speak to that sort of says, oh, my partner deals with that. My husband deals with that. And it's about making sure that, you know, one day, either whether it's factual unfortunately whether we're left or your partner dies you're going to be on your own you need to know about your finances and you need to be in control of them and it's really really good even if you're a stay-at-home mum it's still good that you know what's coming in what's going out where your bills are you know what if anything happens it hasn't got to be a conversation all the time but even if you just know you've written it down or it's on a spreadsheet something that's easy accessible for you and making you aware of what things cost and what things you do and if you are a working woman like to be in control of that and to have power on your money like why as women can't we talk about money and why as women can't we do well and be financially savvy you know yeah and actually when you're so right about like people do actually promote their expensive items like on social media but actually if they're in debt it's almost this subject that you can't speak to anyone about it without fear of judgment and someone's going to come over to you and be and I don't know what we think they're going to do but maybe it comes from like shame or humility that actually you've got yourself into this debt when actually it's so easy to do and I think most of us and probably a lot of women listening to this have probably been in debt I know my clients like my coaching clients have struggled with money in the past or and it's not something I coach in at all it's just something they share with me because they can't share it with their partner or their friends or someone else because they know they won't get the judgment from me do you see where I'm coming from? Like, mm. it's such a different way of seeing it. Yeah, and, and I think that's really sad, isn't it, that we feel judged if we're in debt, but we don't feel judged to say we spent a £1,000 on a pair of shoes. And it's so strange, really. Um, 
but there's nothing wrong with being excited and showing that you've got a beautiful handbag. There's nothing wrong with that and congratulating things. I buy some nice things, you know. That's not what it's about. But we also need to be open and honest with friends and family when we can't afford to do something. And, and if people love you and they're genuine, they won't care what money you've got. They'll just want to be friends with you with regards to the good and the bad. We all have good times with money and we all have bad times with money, you know. There's always times in our life where we're better off or worse off. And I think about being sort of open and honest and people find it refreshing. So, like... When I've been in sort of like group WhatsApp chats and things like that in the past and they've suggested going somewhere, there could be 30 people on this group. There's one person sending this text message. Well, the person sending the text message might be really wealthy, for example. So they're like, oh, I planned this night out. It's going to cost £200. And you can see on the group people are like, uh, uh. Whereas I would just go back and be like, well, I've only got 20 quid. And it's about trying to make women be open and confident to say, you know, if you want me to come and you want to go out with me, you're going to have to lower your expectations of where we eat or where we go. I can still go out and see you, but I can't afford a £200 night. I've got 20 quid, I've got £10. And it's about trying to make people feel empowered enough to say, I can't do that. I've not got £200 to go and spend on dinner and cocktails, but I've got 20 quid. So where can we go for that? Do you know what I mean? And it's about, it's so, so, so important that we start to sort of speak and be open and honest, because what you'd then find if you came forward and said that, probably the other half of the that group would be like, oh, actually, I'm the same, and I'm the same, and, and and why is that something to feel ashamed of, you know, if you've not got the money for something? I just find it so, so strange that we can't talk about it, and others make us feel that way, There are, and there are certain people that do make you feel that you're kind of less of a person if you can't afford to do something. There is definitely people out there that do that, and that's on them, not on you, yeah, that's what you need to remember. They're the ones with the problem, not you, is what I always think. Yeah, and I think a lot of women would love to have your confidence in that, because I've definitely been on group chat and there's been months especially as I'm like an entrepreneur where I've got several different businesses and revenue streams and I one month's great and one month might not be just simply timing like it's not like I get a monthly incoming every month like solid yeah so there are times when I've been on group chats and I think I can't really do that but actually I feel that I should because everyone else is putting in for that birthday present and I don't want to be the only one that says I can't afford to do that and especially as mums where we've got other priorities as well where we're spending a lot more on our kids as well like how do we have that confidence or what do you think is the best way to say it? I think it's just about going for it that first time and just being open and honest you know there's nothing 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 to feel ashamed about if you don't have the money like there really really isn't there's nothing to be ashamed about and as I always say if anybody thinks badly of you for saying that then shame on them not you you know it's about having the confidence and not getting yourself in debt for that birthday present and if they're suggesting a 50 pounds donation then just being being open and honest and say Look, I'd, I'd love to put into charlotte's birthday i absolutely think the world of her unfortunately girls um i've got two children my budget a week is 50 pounds on them so if i do that i literally can't really take the kids out just be open and honest and say so what i can do is i can put in 10 pounds or if you'd prefer you all group in and buy charlotte a birthday present and i'll get some something on my own and if you're really underconfident and you don't even want to say that about the money you've got you could say something along the lines of oh it sounds absolutely lovely I've already bought Charlotte something for her birthday so leave me out of this one guys and I'll and I'll give it to Charlotte separately then you're not having to sit say if you're worried about being open and, and, and telling a group of people that you can always do it like that because that's what I've done in the past as well when there's been things I've not been able to afford like the school they might just suddenly say let's all put in 40 pound for the teacher and I'm like 
no, I'm going to buy my box of matchmakers from Poundland. Like, let's get realistic here. Um, I, I'm confident to say that, but <laughs> I'm like... I'm getting them something, a box of chocolates, that's absolutely fine. They do not need an 80, I can't do 40 pounds each on a spa day. So it's about just, yeah, just trying to be open and honest and looking at how you can say that and feel comfortable. And as I say, if you're if you're ever worried about saying it open and honestly, you can always, you know, say it in a slightly different way that makes you feel comfortable. Because it doesn't mean the way I say things are right. It's just an opinion how we all feel comfortable in saying things. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. And I think a lot of people will probably take that because even I would. I want to know about your journey into money. Like, how did you even get into this niche? And like, you know, you're an author now and you've written a book in money. You've built a social media audience of, what is it, like 250k? Is it now? Yes. Yeah. So how did you get into this? Like, what what's your journey? It's not really like, as I always say on my Instagram page, and people are like, find your niche. And we've spoken about this as well, Charlotte, off, off of this podcast about niches and things. And I always say it's what's something that you're passionate about and something you believe in. And it wasn't just like, oh, I just decided to do this. Like, from the age of seven, I remember saving money. It's just like a lifelong work of saving money. And it's just who I am. But I do suffer with horrific anxiety. And I'm an overthinker. And I worry about so much stuff. So I actually think for me, money has been something I've been able to control. So I think that's why I'm good at it. If I try and sort of rip everything apart and think, well, why am I good at saving money? I don't think I'm anything special or anything clever even. I'm just a worrier and I've always wanted to be in control of my money. And I've never been, and I'm dyslexic, I didn't do amazingly well at school or anything like that. So I always kind of knew from a young age, I was never going to sort of be a doctor or anything on a really high wage. So I knew I was going to be on a lower wage my whole life. So I thought I've got to make this work and and be sensible with the money that I do bring in. And how can I achieve trying to make a lots of money on my small income? And basically, I just sort of started sharing my tips online in the answer to sort of how, how I got into it was I started sharing my tips online. People liked them and I kept saying like um, money tips and calling us. And then people started calling me money mum. And I thought, I love that name, started using it. And then it just sort of grew from there. And then if you go back on my Instagram and my money tips and my highlights, like literally the first day I started it, I did a money tip, but I was doing them weekly. Then I started doing them a couple of days a week. Then I introduced like my no spend days and things like that. And then it just got into a pattern where I thought, well, people actually are really interested in this. I'm going to do this every single day. So it built so organically because it's just who I am, you know. It's just my family. I'm a bit mad. <laughs> my life, my ups and downs, if I'm worried about something, I just share my life. But I also just share little money tips every day. And there are things, yes, you can find on Google. Yes, you can do. But it's just having that something that you can just click on every day and it's easy. Because mums are busy and they go, brilliant. Okay, there's a sale on there. And I get loads of messages saying, thanks for that. I'm running out of school pants or whatever it is. I can get them cheaper. It's not about depriving yourself. It's about whatever you're buying, even if it's something for £100,000, trying to get it for £95,000, you know, it's about trying to make a saving where we can. So we all like to save cash, right? Well, I do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely do. I like to spend it. (laughs) Um, I love that, actually. I mean, you said we can all Google this. We can all YouTube it. And it's the same with, like, my own business and coaching. Like, if you really wanted to look at mindset or manifestation or anything of that kind, you could go onto YouTube. You could go and Google it. But you won't have that 
source or that energy. So what you do is like people have one place just to learn about money tips, saving, like rather than having to do the work and can actually get really overwhelming. You don't even know where to start with things like this. So actually, you're almost like a funnel, aren't you? Like on your Instagram page, it's like you come here and this is what you'll learn. Yeah. And it's different things every day. I try to talk about all different things. Some days I'll just talk about the anxiety of money. Some days I'll talk about the family and we'll just be out. And I'll literally, that'll be the tip of the day. I've just walked in somewhere and I've seen, oh, I've got an offer on and I'll literally show the leaflet. So it's just about picking things up and ideas for everybody and coming together. And I get other other people on um, Instagram, and not necessarily bloggers, just everyday people that have got Instagram and they'll be out and they'll tag me like oh I've seen five pounds off this gem or and it's trying to build sort of a community of all looking out for one another and where we can get the best prices like where's the best offer for nappies this week where's the best this what can we do to save what's a mortgage what's this and just simple everyday tips that just can be easy for people and accessible and everything that I do I put in my highlights so people can always go back and look or if they're a new follower, they can go in and they can get tips that I've done a year ago, you know? Yeah, and I was just thinking, with anxiety, so I have a lot of mums that might be listening to this who have a side hustle or they're building a business and there comes a lot of anxiety with that, especially when you are starting from scratch or your main source of income might be the man because he's the breadwinner and how do we take control of that anxiety I'm just speaking from actually a personal perspective as well like I've never suffered with anxiety in my life and then when I set up my business actually the source of my anxiety that's come up and the physical feeling like I've actually had that lump in your throat you know when you feel like oh my god you feel like you're choking and how how do you get over that? Because for me, yeah. it's more of a, I just have to like try and de-stress and try and get through it and know that money is coming. It's not like, not this scarcity mindset that actually it's never, it's not going to be there. I think if you are building a business, you worry about when the next thing is coming in because when you're in like a nine to five job, you know exactly what's coming in on a monthly basis. So you being a businesswoman yourself, how do you deal with it? Everything you're saying there, I've felt I have a business, BB Lingerie, I I set up when I was pregnant with Brodie. I don't really do so much of it now. My business partner's taking over. I'm still sort of a silent partner in it. But I did it for eight years, set it up, got a laptop, pen and paper, and just built a business from home. Didn't work for somebody, worked for myself. And for that eight years, it was tough every single solitary year. It never got easier because there was always something else that came on. And we learnt to manage and got through and some months as you say were great and then other months we might not earn anything or we'd make a loss it's about juggling that I think a really really good idea if you can and you know you're going to suffer with anxiety a great tip I would always say to somebody is if you can and you've got someone you trust go in with somebody else because that's what helped me personally with my anxiety so Louise who I set my business up with is a very calm chilled person nothing bothers her nothing worries her but she's not particularly good with money and saving and figures I'm dyslexic but she's brilliant with writing reading so she sent all the emails out she kept me calm but I was then like oh we need to make money on this we need to do this this is costing us too much money so it's really really good so even if you're not setting up a business with somebody try and find somebody in your life that 
is a good person for you, that gives you a good feeling. You know, there's certain people you go out with and you come home and you can feel a bit deflated or they might, might make you feel a bit down or a bit, not, they don't, maybe they don't even mean to and they've been a friend of yours for years and you just go out and see them and they might not mean to do it, but they, you, they just don't make you feel good. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It could just be that your energies aren't clicking. So try and find somebody in your life that makes you in that happy place. And if you've not got that and you're worried, then there's places out there that you can go and you can speak to and get advice. And also try and work out what triggers your anxiety. So if that is money or something like that, what makes you feel better? Because I get anxious, I would say, not about money or Adam, Adam's my husband or anything like that. I get anxious about everything. I once said, I'm worrying because I can't remember what I'm worrying about. So when I, <laughs> which is crazy, but when I get like that, I find the best thing for me to do is to go out for a walk with the kids because that's just, that's just what helps me. It's a simple thing, but I say, all right, come on, let's go out for a walk. And Bronte will start talking about the sky and Brody will be telling me about something at school. And that just makes me feel better. It's, it's nothing amazing, but I would say surround yourself with good people. If you can for business, set up with somebody because you've also, with the money side of it as well, if you're going in with somebody else as well, you're both putting in a pot and you can both, so if £1,000 is owed, it's only 500 If you're with somebody, you're, you're splitting your risks, aren't you, really? So that's the way around things as well. Amazing advice. And it's, I mean, the reason why you love going for a walk and with your kids is because it brings you joy. Like, I'm a positive psychology coach, and that's the things that we need to lean in the most, especially when we're feeling anxiety. We need to lean into the things that actually make us, give us energy, energise us, and surround yourself with things that actually matter, because we get lost in our thought process, and we get lost in all of the emotions that actually all we need to do is just take those simple steps, and that's exactly what you do so that's like your happy place and speaking of happy because obviously that's like the title of your book which is save yourself happy how do you save yourself happy because you know sometimes saving for me makes me a little bit miserable (laughs) I'm not gonna lie because I feel like I'm restricting myself so how can you be both (laughs) you can definitely definitely be both because What I always say is, when you are in debt or you can't afford something, it makes you feel rubbish. It keeps you up at night, you get sweaty palms, you're worrying about it. So when you're going out and you're buying that item for £500 that you can't really afford, it might make you feel great for a couple of minutes, Charlotte, but then when you... By the next day and you ain't got that money in your account, you're not actually happy. It's a quick fix. It's a bit like when you're on a diet. You think, oh, I'm going to have that bloody chocolate bar. Oh, for God's sake, I've only lost half a pound this week. I'm sick of it. You then sort of put yourself back. So I always sort of say a really good motto is I like to enjoy things. Spend half and save half. So if you've not got any debt and you want to save, because I always say you need to clear your debt first. But if you are a person, say, for example, you after you've paid your gas, electric, petrol, everything, you've got, say, £200 a month left, and that's your money, and you do want to save, you don't want to restrict yourself because then it becomes miserable. It's like being on a diet, these diets, and they're like, you're not allowed to eat a chocolate bar, you're not allowed a cup of coffee, you're not allowed to this, you're not allowed to eat a carbohydrate. You just, you're never going to stick to it. You might for a month, but you will then fall off the wagon. So with this, a really good idea is I say spend half, save off. So put £100 in your savings and have £100 for you. So you can go and get your nails done. You can go out for a little meal deal for a tenner. You can go and meet your friends in the coffee shops so that you're having that happy middle. So then you've also got that pressure that when you look in your bank account, you go, oh, brilliant. You know, if anything goes wrong, I've got £100 saved now. But I've also gone out and seen Gemma and I've had my nails done and I've done some nice things. And it's about sort of trying to sort of 
tweak the things you do do. So if you haven't got much money and you want to save half of it, you might have your nails done, for example, but maybe you then paint your own toes, but you get that side of it done. Or it could be that you want to go and meet your friends, but you're not going to go and pay £3 for a coffee. You'll take a flask of you to have that coffee so that you can then put that £3 towards getting your eyebrows done. It's about trying to sort of tweak it and make those choices. Because I do believe when people say money doesn't bring happiness, no, it doesn't. It doesn't buy love, but it also does bring a bit of happiness because it brings security and it stops you worrying. So I don't believe that saying is completely true, actually, because I think it does buy happiness because it makes you very happy if you can buy a holiday and you can go on holiday and you ain't got to worry when that gas and electric bill comes through the door you are happy so I don't agree with that line at all what it doesn't buy is it doesn't buy you love and real friendship do you get what I mean but it does buy you an element of happiness of course it does because if I can go out for the day and buy a lovely outfit have a nice meal I'm happier right so it's about having that balance about having some money in your bank account to make you happy save yourself happy so you haven't got those worries on everyday life but also having money to go out and enjoy yourself with your friends and your family and get yourself nice things so I would say split yourself down the middle spend half save half would be my advice and that's how I've always lived my life whatever I've earned I've tried to spend half and save half I'm just going to quickly interrupt this episode to ask you a question how do you balance cooking or weaning with the demands of a high level job or running a business I actually use a baby and toddler meal subscription service called Mama Made. They are for busy working mums who want nutritional organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy working mum running a business, I'm going to be honest, I'm too tired to cook and sometimes I just really don't enjoy it. So no more stressing, no more worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mum's dream. And I've got an exclusive offer just on the podcast. You can get 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the code MAMAMISSION25. So if you pop that in at the checkout, you get 25% off. I will leave the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. That's such good advice. I love it. It's uh, Honestly, it's amazing. Something that came to mind, though, was a lot of mums actually struggle to spend money on themselves, but they will buy for everybody else or they will buy for their kids. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I think most mums and being in coaching, I realise, you know, how much of more of a struggle it is to actually get mums to spend on their mental well-being versus when they're like, Oh, but it's interesting because you were talking about, you know, the, the husbands and the mentality around it. A lot of mums will say, oh, I need to speak to my husband. So they don't have that empowerment around money at all. So for mums like listening to this that are like you, they do need to spend a bit more time on themselves because they need to take some time out for themselves or they're struggling mentally. And actually, they do need to go to a counsellor or they need to go to a coach or they need to go and join a gym membership or they need to go get their nails done or they need a spa break like what would you say to them firstly I would start with an open and honest conversation so in our house Adam is a stay-at-home dad he looks after the children he does the cleaning but in my eyes 
He absolutely works as hard as I do. We've got equal jobs. So I earn the money and Adam does everything around the house. We need both of each other. We need our children looked after. We need our house clean and tidy. So we've got a complete open and honest relationship that is 50-50. No one earns the money in this house. That's the way we look at it. It's like, but if there's a really expensive item, me, even as the person that brings in the money, I'll say to Adam, is this all right if I get this? Because I just feel like it's like a mutual respect. And Adam would do the same for me. So I would say, if it's if you feel like how Adam maybe does, role reversal, and there is a lot of women out there that will earn the money and the husbands will be sat home. You know, we're in 2022 now. If you feel like that, it's just about going and having those open, honest conversations. Like, go to your husband and say, do you know what? I'm really, really struggling at the minute. I've bought little Jimmy everything. You seem to be having your golfing holidays every moment. And I'm sitting here in clothes I've had for 10 years. My nails are rubbish. My hair's rubbish. This, that and the other. And have that open, honest conversation. And then you might find that they turn around and say, look, we've not got loads, but we've got £50. And you might think, do you know what? I can go and buy... A face, I mean, I was in Primark today, there's face masks for 80p and things like that in there. Or maybe even even if you've got no money at all, you and your husband, and you, you haven't got anything to give, you can even have that conversation of, can you have the kids while I just go and run a bubble bath? You know, you can buy a bubble bath for a pound, run that, do yourself a face mask, paint your own nails, and, and have some you time. Do you get what I mean? It's not always about what you can have. And if even if it's like you treat yourself, if you've got a little bit of money, to like a jumper once a month, a top once a month, you're going out with your friends, just that little thing, because it is important, because I've started doing that this year, going out, and I do buy myself a jumper, because of my job, and I'm going to places, and it, I, I'm, I'm starting to sort of enjoy it, and I still worry now, even when I walk to the counter, I think, oh God, should I be buying this to myself, even though I've got the money, because I get mum guilt, so I'm trying to work on that as well, so I think, you know, it's, it's a hard one, because I do feel that way, and it's easy to give the advice, but then to take it yourself is always harder, isn't it, I always say that, so I just think it's about, trying to have those open and honest conversations and work into your budget because all our budgets are going to be different. You know, I can't sit there and say, go to your husband and ask him for £200 because you might not have that. It might not be physically possible. You, you might have £2 left a month or you might be in a minus. So it's about if you are in a minus, what can you do for you time? Even if it's, can I go around my friend's house that night and have a glass of wine or a cup of coffee? And spending that time and just have a girly chat because mental health is so, so, so important. And if you're surrounded by the kids all day, you do need adult time and you do need that release. And also good things to do is like, if you are a mum, when I was to stay at home with Brodie um, and Adam used to work, I didn't have, have any money at all, like nothing. I'd finished my maternity and I remember they used to say, well, let's meet in this coffee shop, let's meet in that coffee shop. So I said, hold on a minute. I can't afford to do this. There's eight of us here. Why don't we all on a Monday go around to each person's houses? And then once every eight weeks, I had to provide the coffee and the cake. So it would cost me, say, a fiver. But then I had another seven weeks was free entertainment where I chatted with women all morning and looked for things like church groups because a lot of the time you can just pop in there, make a donation of 50p a pound, and you're getting time where you can put a bit of makeup on that morning, put a nice jumper on, put your jeans on, go to that church group, meet other mums and things like that. Or there's like community halls and things you can go to for very, very little money. And a lot of the time they're free. So look for free things you can drop into. And that morning, try and make that that your day that, you know what, I am going to put a nicer top on today because you're doing it for you, not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for you and to make yourself feel better. Because I find that if I put a bit of makeup on or I put a different jumper on that I like or something different like even so I thought oh speaking to you today I'm going to get up make sure I do my makeup because I can have down days where I think oh, I can't be bothered and I do feel better when I do that yeah and you mentioned kind of maternity leave there and obviously that's a big smack in the face when it comes to finances isn't it like you lose yeah. your financial independence and you 
struggle financially and you worry about money more because you are getting peanuts in the UK, that's for sure. I mean, I love the idea of looking for free things and also getting creative with how you can meet mums and like align. But is there anything else that mums on maternity leave could do? Yeah, I think a really good one is, this is before you have the baby, once you know you are pregnant, if you are still on a full wage and working, a really good idea is to start putting a bit of money away then for those nine months. Because if you're, say, earning £1,500 a month and you know you're going to drop to £600 a month, try and sort of get in that little bit of that mindset if you can. Try and put, even if it's £50 away, then you've got that little bit extra to float you because that's what I did. Um, and that did really, really help. But also... If you're in that mindset, try not to worry about buying, you know, the baby, a thousand baby grows and things like that. Because when they are born, you you know yourself, like everybody at the baby showers and things like that, a lot of the time you get given a lot of things. And also look at things like if you do need things, go on things like the Facebook marketplaces and just be open and honest and say, you know, I'm looking for a Moses basket. Is anyone selling one? There'll be a lot of mums out there that'll be happy to give you it. So a lot of the time you get things for free. My friend went on there and they bought their home and they were really struggling. And I said to her about it. She put on that she needed a bed. She ended up going around there. She got a bed. When she was in the house, the woman said to her, would you like a wardrobe and some chest of drawers? They weren't her thing. She ended up painting them. So she got a whole bedroom furniture other than a mattress for free. It's about getting creative and not worrying that, you know, they need the, the best of the best of the best because we all want to provide the best of the best of the best. I definitely got a bit like that with Brody and chilled right out when I had Bronte, my daughter. Um, I was like, oh, he's got to have the best chair. He's got to have the best this. And then you realise that I'm so fast. You're like, oh my God, I just spent like... £50 pounds on a baby grow, why did I do that? You know, we've all been in that catchment when I couldn't really afford to do it, but you want that for your baby. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, we all do want to buy something lovely, but then also look at ways of once you've got like the toys and things. So I bought all Brody's toys from Poundland. In fact, he even says to me now, he's nine, can we go to the toy shop? It means Poundland. Because they just want a new thing all the time and just look for activities and try not to sort of worry about what other mums are doing and what prams they've got. You know, you just do you and stay in your lane and try and not worry about everyone else around you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I bought my whole furniture from Facebook Marketplace and what would have been 1,500, we got for 400 quid. And that was so amazing just to save that amount of money. And it was only because one of my friends was like, have you tried Facebook Marketplace? I was like, what for furniture? Like I didn't even know it was a thing when I was pregnant. So definitely have a look on there because now I'm selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace that Leo's grown out of. So it's also a win-win, isn't yeah, you it? you sell it back, yeah. Yeah. And also another really good one is the NCT. You have a look for them nearly new sales, they're called. I went there and I was getting like puzzles and they were literally like brand new and paying like 25p for them, 50p. It's unbelievable. So when Brody was really little, I just got all his toys in there. I think like I spent a tenner and come over with bags of everything, like even like a little piano thing that he's still got now paid a fiver for and now Bronte's using it, you know, so it's brilliant. I want to talk about childcare costs because they are ridiculous in the UK. They are crazy expensive. A lot of women have to weigh up whether they go back to work for their sanity because really they're not actually making much money. Like they'll be bringing home what sometimes 20 quid I've heard or 200 quid maximum because when once the childcare costs have come out. So what's your advice for weighing up like whether you go back to work or not or pay for childcare? Yeah, with that one, I think it's 
personal choices, isn't it? As you say, you might absolutely love your job and you might be on a career path where you might only go back and earn £100 a month after childcare, but you know in five years' time you're going to be a career woman bringing home six, £7,000 a month because you're working on your way up, then obviously that's worth doing. But if you're at a job and you absolutely hate it and you love spending time with your child like I did, um, I was on terrible money. It, I wouldn't have earned anything going back to work. I worked for a bank, but there was no real, the, the section I was in, I wasn't ever going to like earn all this amazing money. So for me, I decided to not work and just be at home. But I knew that by doing that, I wouldn't be able to have money to sort of go out and do things. But for me... I was happy to do that and just spend time with Brody and just go for walks and things. But I sort of, I think it's about getting your mindset right on that one, really. And it's about weighing up your options sit, sit, and definitely sitting down and talking with your partner and saying, look, if I go back to work and, and looking, you know, do you have family that can help? That's a really good one. But like my mum doesn't live anywhere near me. My husband's parents are a lot older, so they would do one day a week, which is fantastic. But as you say, like childcare around here is like £75 a day. I think I was taking home 60. So it was just... It's costing me money to go to work. So for me, I couldn't do it. I couldn't physically work. But obviously there are things like working tax credits, well, it's universal credits now for a certain amount if you're on a low income, but you both have to be on a low income, to, whether that's feasible, and you can get money off towards things. And there are certain, there are workplaces that do childcare vouchers and things like that, which obviously helps you tax and things like that. So I think it's about weighing up your options with your company, whether you like your job, what you're earning and what you can do. And if, you can't work for your company anymore like happened to me. I started my own business. That's when I had my. I took my opportunity to go online and work around Brodie. And I went in with my friend and we started the lingerie business because I thought, right, well, I need to earn some money here, but I can't pay for childcare, so I need to make sure I can be at home. So my mother and father-in-law had Brodie one day a week and that was the day I sort of got my head down and tried to work out on the business. So that's what I did. So it's about maybe trying to sort of look at Maybe something you've never done before, stepping out of your comfort zone and thinking, okay, what can I do maybe that's online or can I do an evening job or a weekend job, but then I can be at home and not pay those childcare costs. And actually, when you become a mum, you do have those options because actually I hear a lot of mums go, I don't have a lot of option when it comes to going back to work or, you know, putting my child in nursery. But I'm like, actually, you do because now we have online, like you were saying, you have the option to go, okay, what is it that I really want to do? Like, what actually drives me? What's my passion? What's my purpose? And if it isn't going back to that job, then find out what that is because it can start really small and actually it could become something that you end up doing and that's a really amazing thing. Yeah, you hear about it all the time, don't you? Women that have just started something, whether it's selling something, whether it's coaching, whether it's... There's so many different things you can do and they've been a lot happier. They might earn less money, but also your happiness is really, really important. They say, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life or something, the quote is, isn't it? Because if you enjoy it, and that's also really important, you know, your happiness is really, really important. So if you feel that passionately that you don't want to go back to your job, um, but you're not going to have money for those certain things, then you might be happier. Look, you just have to weigh things up. And what about you? Because you said about mum guilt earlier. And how did you go for your goals without the guilt? I still spent loads of time with Brodie, but I worked in the evenings when he was asleep. Um, researched a lot of things when he was asleep. As I say, I took my mother and father-in-law one day a week, and I know people, a lot of people don't even have that. So I sort of, when he took his naps and things, and I just built it slowly. I, I didn't try and put pressure on myself because I thought, well, I'm not earning anything anyway. So if I can earn 20 quid a month in three months' time, great. I'm raising it. I think it's about not trying to, like, 
overthink it and go, right, I've got to win a year, I'll be on 10, 10 grand a year. And then year two, I've got to be on 20. Year three, I've got to be on 50. Yes, it's great to set a plan in place, but maybe just the first year, just get your head down and do what you can, when you can. And even if you're making £100 a month, it's £100 that you weren't making before. But also, children grow so quickly, don't they? They're there and like, Bronte feels like she's just been born and now she's already three. So it's about trying to find, again, that balance. Like, if you want to spend all your time with your child and you're getting that mum guilt, then put it down and come back to it, you know? There's no there's no rush, you know? It'll still be there. You know, children grow so quickly. So if you feel like, you know, I want to spend that year with my baby, there's nothing wrong with that, and then come back and do it in a year's time. Yeah, that's such good advice. And before we kind of log off here, what are your ultimate top three money tips? My first one is make sure you pay off any debt before you start to save. So if you are in debt, always pay that off first because, you know, you'll be having interest on that. And interest rates are so low at the moment anyway on savings that, you know, unless you're doing sort of stocks and shares and really sort of big, big things, pay that off first, make sure you clear that first and then start to save. Because a lot of people always say to me, I want to start saving, but I'm in debt. So I always say clear that first and then you've got a clean slate and you can work to that. My second one would be cancel all your subscriptions that you're not using. I cannot believe the amount of people that have subscriptions and they don't use them. But also at the same time, flipping that, get subscriptions for things you do buy all the time. So if you're buying from a certain company and you're spending £8 every single time you order from them on delivery and it's a tenner for the year, you've only got to order twice and you've made your money in to check subscriptions. My third bit of advice for money saving would be write it all down. So make sure you know what you've got coming in and what you've got coming out. These things sound so simple, but for the amount of people I say, well, what do you bring in after? Oh, I don't, I don't really know what my take-home pay is. Well, what's your outgoings? Oh, I don't know really what I pay my mortgage. I don't know what my gas and because they've never written it down. So if you write it down, then you'll have what is left over. Then you can work to a budget. So if you then if you know you've got four hundred pounds or you know you're minus a hundred, you can then look at okay, are we spending loads of money at McDonald's a month for? Can we cut back on something or do we need to change our car? So that would be my three pieces of main advice to sort of just get you on that road. Incredible. And actually, you've made me feel so much better about my situation because I'm like, okay, I do all of these three things. Like, I'm quite good at them as well. So, actually, you've made me feel like I'm not just spending and spending. And actually, the last one is really good for you to just kind of track what you're spending your money on. Like, I realized I was spending so much on coffee, like, you know, buying coffee all the time. And I can spend a hell of a lot. Like, I'm talking a couple of hundred quid on coffee. Same as me, yeah. So, it, yes, it brings me joy, but at the same time, it's excessive. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't actually need to do that. And you don't realise how many subscriptions that are automatic, do you? So when no. I was going through my... I'd recently just done this and realised that actually I was paying like some annual, some biannual, and they were like 50 quid or 80 quid, and it's like you don't even realise you've got them on subscription because you don't even use them anymore. Yeah, and that's how these companies do earn their money, don't forget. You know, they're not silly. That's how they earn their money. Do this free trial. I'm brilliant at that because I'll do the free trial and then I'll cancel it on the, the last day. So they hate people like me. They're like, oh, that's not what they want. Um, but obviously that's how they grab you. And I always say to people, you know, this is brilliant because it is a free trial. But I always say, but if you don't want it, cancel it. And if you do love it, great, keep it because then you are saving money if you're on a subscription. You know, I do a few subscription plans myself. 
health and they're fantastic so it's about weighing up what you do and don't use because there's so many things people waste and it's 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 sad because you, you are just pouring your money down the drain then aren't you yeah it just depends on how much value you get from something I think like I'm on a few subscriptions and I think I wouldn't cancel that because I know that the price is higher now and I've got it locked in for that price so it's like we'd be silly and that's what I'm talking about good versus bad subscriptions you know there's some fantastic subscriptions out there and I've got them for things and that could be a beauty product that you're using all the time and you're saving loads and loads of money but you would buy that every month then you're saving money but the amount of people that have subscriptions that I get messages that say oh my god I've just done that and I've saved us like 250 pounds for the year I'm like so much money like think of how long that takes you to earn that money after tax and national insurance you know it's worth investing that hour I did a thing the other day where it's like if you're earning like 20 grand a year this is even before your tax and national insurance comes off you're left with 11 pound then you've got to take off your tax and national insurance so if you spent one hour and saved 300 pounds look how long that would take you to physically earn in hours yeah yeah well thank you so much for sharing all your money advice your tips your tricks like it's been so so helpful and I know that my listeners will be loving it so thank you for being an amazing guest please share where people can find you for more so you can find me on money mum official on instagram and I'm also on tiktok and obviously my book save yourself happy brilliant thank you Gemma thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave me a review and tell me what you loved about the episode because this helps more mums. And as a special thank you, I will send you a free resource, which is the Get Shit Done Mum Up Productivity Planner to help you feel more organized, more motivated and inspired on a daily basis. All you have to do is leave me a review on Apple iTunes and send a screenshot over to info at charlottejonesy.com and we'll send you a free copy see you in next week's episode lots of love and light you're listening to mama on a mission with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.